0: Yeah, it's the first thing in the <laughs> It's like a cool educational way
1: It is. DJ Sega and the- Killing it. <laughs> What's happening? Where we're we're talking about colors?
0: Secret love podcast.
1: Yeah, so, I'm very on brand.
0: All right, before that song gets too dark, we'll
1: ah! uh, fan it out.
0: Uh, yeah. So, to welcome, to songs, welcome
1: to Question Block. Question uh, Block.
0: I go about Dr. Wires.
1: Wait, no, you don't.
0: I go by Wires and <laughs>
1: He's been demoted, people. He's been demoted. And you? Aerialist.
0: Cool. And today our characters are I'm uh I'm the the primary colors of light. You're Roy. I'm RGB. <laughs> I guess Roy G Biv. We're gonna get into that actually, because it's a really to- funny story there. But
1: Welcome to the stage. Roy, Roy G-, G Biv. Roy G Biv.
0: I'm just wrong, I'm a gay-ass biv.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, and you
1: are... What are you I'm C-M-K. <laughs> C-M-Y-K. Oh yeah, C-M-Y-K. Which is That's right.
0: the primary colors of printing.
1: And also the better of the color wheels, the newer of the color wheels, the one that actually works when you want to make purple and green.
0: Yeah, I'm the colors of light though, I'm the pure colours. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah. Original, the you're, original you're the oil. German colours. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> British. I mean Newton was was British.
1: No, because you're like, yeah, it was it was an Aryan joke. <laughs>
0: oh, they're Because
1: you're no, you're the pure, you're the pure yeah, colors.
0: All right. Let's not get into that.
1: It's June. <laughs> True. Okay. So yeah, you're gonna learn all about colours. It's gonna be fun educational. Yeah, uh, entertaining. We did
0: a lot of painting to prepare for the show. We got a lot of uh, little spect- spectrum like prisms. And yeah, like, we
1: looked into prisms looked a, lot. Into <laughs> a lot. We've been staring into triangles like all day. Yeah.
0: So let's we'll get into it. Which we'll just start with like what what are colors?
1: What what, what are colors? What is a color?
0: I don't see color. That's what colorblind people say. <laughs> I don't see colors.
1: I am. Have- I did know someone who's, like, grayscale colorblind, and I can talk about that.
0: Yeah. Um, actually, Isaac Newton, the, the father of optics, was probably colorblind, <gasps> they think. Gag. So, uh, yeah, to, to take it back to sort of the original development of color, when, when we say color, generally what we're talking about is pigment, which is uh, an object like, uh, I don't know, like a red fire red stop sign for example mm-hmm. is not itself red that's not like a fundamental property of the object what? instead when you hit it with light it absorbs all colors except red you've probably heard this oh so my god so your no, eye this is looks the first red. time and so the human eye has three different types of cones called s h and m uh, <laughs> wait what about s is
1: that where smh comes from
0: Maybe. Let me double check that. Wait, I got my... No, I I don't
1: think so. Oh, SMNL.
0: It's small. SML. It's small. You got SMNL cones. Uh, And they have different peaks in different parts of the electromagnetic spectrum. So when we talk about light, and you've probably heard white light is like all colors of light. This is the big thing that Newton discovered and published in his book. His book is called Optics with a CK. Like it'd be like the cool spelling of optics. But so
1: how? so like he had a house music <laughs> yeah. like party called Optics with a K. That'd be a cool party,
0: yeah. Optics, yeah. Um, so he he first realized he he really liked playing with prisms, and realized that like you could if you had a like a white light beam, you could split it with a prism, uh, and then he showed that if you then position another prism behind it, you could put it all back together. Um. Dutch plugs Mope wants to... has sent a request to be in the video. We're gonna start with the factoids. Yes. And then we'll take then, uh, guests to talk about their colorful stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, getting back to it, so, so when we talk about light, when we talk about colors of light, it's just different frequencies of the electromagnetic spectrum. It's just radiation. It's electromagnetic radiation. So that includes radio waves, it includes x-rays, it includes UV light. includes infrared and then there's just part of that spectrum a very tiny part that we can actually see and we use our three little color sensors um and all your brain does is based on the intensity that the three different color sensors pick up it interprets that as a color
1: okay okay so if something's like a color but no one can see it does it really exist no (laughs) oh my god so like there's
0: well you could say that there's still a certain frequency of electromagnetic radiation that, like, going by. I'm having
1: an existential crisis right now. Like, that's so...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, like, weird. I have, like... I'm weirded out. I feel weird. <laughs> so that means, like, if no one's looking at me right now, like, I'm not in color. Like, I'm just light.
0: Well, you have... There's pigments on your clothing that are absorbing and reflecting certain wavelengths of color. Right, but if no one, But you have to be hit by light if something is not lit up okay that's you about you it doesn't have color so because there's no light the coming okay. off of it yeah wow. if you're in the dark you have color yeah deep philosophical questions here on question block.
1: um so wait did you know what? that did you know that there was a dude before newton though who like did a lot of he didn't do research but he did like experiments with color well
0: So like throughout the Middle Ages, they had prisms and they knew that you could split light.
1: But this this dude was like he was like a printmaker in the 1600s. He was like right before Newton. His name was his name was Leblon.
0: Oh, yeah, that's precedes Newton by at least a couple decades. And
1: he he wanted to do these like printing systems Um, and he wrote this book called Colorito.
0: Well, great book names. Back yeah, the 1600s.
1: Colorito, <laughs> and uh, he describes he describes what he calls the primitive colors, which he means like uh, by primitive he means like primordial colors, and he and yeah. What were those? Those were, um, those were the like the rody or the red, the red, blue, and yellow. Those Mm -hmm. were, like, the primitive, primordial colors. And he did a lot of... Because he basically was like, they can't be broken down into any other colors. Like, you can't make them with any other colors.
0: I mean, yeah, based on, like, you know, Middle Ages, like, printing technologies, right? It's not like he had a ton of different dyes available.
1: He, He didn't... But he did try to find these primordial colors a lot and he failed a fuck ton and and then these colors weren't quite they weren't quite right but they were like the best that he could come up with because basically he was like i want to be able to make i want to have colors that i can make all yeah that i can make all other colors out of and then like
0: he's trying to make like copies of stained glass windows and stuff exactly he's like i need good ink
1: yeah i need good ink he's doing cool tattoos Yeah, that was the name of his company, Good Inc. (laughs) Get it? So, Labion. No, LeBlanc. LeBlanc, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, he, he, and yeah, he had these like primitive colors. Then right after Newton, there was Moses Harris, um, who is an entomologist in the 1700s, and he wrote a book. So, he's like a, he studied insects, um, and he wrote a book with the first color wheel with LeBlanc's primitive colors and he he was the first person to name secondary and tertiary colors.
0: So yeah, an interesting oh, thing Oh, we have
1: a color wheel. Hang on. Let me get yeah. it. interesting I mean? thing with
0: Newton is that
1: Ooh, see, like I'm I'm very on brand because I'm wearing magenta underwear right now. So
0: in optics, he right, he okay. he said that there were seven primary there're seven primary colors of light. Um and in part this is like he first off, he was colorblind. They're pretty sure. So Why? He probably could only see the way he described the colors. Didn't like if, uh, to a modern reader. Like when you translate from the Latin or whatever, you're like, that's not what red is.
1: Are you sure um, that's not Homer that you're talking about?
0: No, we will talk about Homer. But but Newton, uh, they think was maybe colorblind, uh, and they're pretty certain that he. So he came up the five primary colors that they think he could actually see. Were uh, red, green, blue, yellow, and violet.
1: And oh, then, so he was rare as fuck.
0: So he, yeah, he couldn't see the edges of the spectrum. So he, well, and like orange is not really doesn't like when you see a rainbow, orange is like not really a distinctive. Wait, color. is
1: that the more rare? The re- so he would confuse red and green.
0: No, he could see those. Okay, he wasn't like red green colorblind. He just had trouble. They think seeing the edges of the spectrum, and they're pretty <laughs> sure he couldn't see. Uh, indigo. He added indigo, and he, he basically came up with a color between yellow and red, which he called orange, so that there would be seven colors.
1: Oh my god, no, orange actually had a different name a long time ago. It was called, like, it was called, like, I I feel like it was um, La something. It was, like, La Red. I, I swear it had a different name, and then they named it after the fruit.
0: Cause yeah, because the fruit is... Orange as fuck. So
1: Yeah. So
0: anyway, so that their thought is that like there were generally agreed upon in the Middle Ages that there were five colors in the rainbow. And Newton added two, because at the time they believed that there were basically like seven basic metals. They thought there were seven planets, because that's all they could see. Um so like, and there were seven like musical notes in a scale.
1: So oh he, yeah, like, we talked about this based on that sort about, of like, like symmetry
0: they they like, thought there like there must be a roll of 7 like in the universe so surely there's actually seven basic colors so he just kind of snuck indigo in there even though he probably couldn't see it.
1: Actually, do you know that um that no one can see uh, that like indigo I think it, do- it doesn't exist and pink doesn't exist. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pigment of your imagination.
0: Nice. Good one. can be the title of the episode.
1: I yeah. I actually always used to think it was pigment of your imagination because it, it's like an acorn. Like it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like no. you're just one color of your imagination. I always thought that's what it was. And when someone said it was pigment, I was like, get out of town. It really is
0: a perfect pun though, because the reason you perceive purple as a color is really cool. And it's because there is no pure purple light. And the reason mixing red and blue together works it is because work. it evenly excites the the cones in your eye as basically the same as what purple light would do. So you perceive it as purple.
1: Oh, yeah. So I got this color wheel here. Uh, it says it's a pocket color wheel. And I'm like, how big are your free? Are you excited? Is that a color wheel in your pocket? Are you excited to see me? It's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, it it's it tells you uh like what it's uh, not on my what
0: the that's like a really important takeaway, I think. The fact that like sorry when you see color, it is just the relative intensity of light on your three cones. So orange light, the reason orange light looks the same to you as separate beams of like red and yellow light. Is because
1: your brain is stupid.
0: No, it's because they do the same thing to your sensory system. So they both excite your, like, you know, yellow, uh, blue, and green-like cones uh, equal amounts. Mm. So you perceive them as the same thing. That's how, like, light works, or human perception of light, which is very interesting, I thought.
1: That is interesting. That's the
0: reason mixing two or three colors of light, you'll perceive it as a single pure color, because it's just all about the ratio of those three receivers.
1: Yeah, you can also, if you take, a like, a ultraviolet, an ultraviolet light and you take it to the paint store, you can tell if there's traces. Like, if you want, like, a pure paint color, you can tell if there's traces of, like, blue or, like, if you don't want a blue-red, mm-hmm. you can take, uh, like, an ultraviolet light to the paint store and and it will pick out if there's, like, traces of the other colors in your paint.
0: Oh, so why is that? We can talk through the the physics. Would be right. That means that there's something in the you paint explained. that is reflecting the ultraviolet light spectrum. Yeah. Um, whereas you know that pure red should only reflect red and absorb everything else. True.
1: Yeah. So
0: there the, you go. There you go. Okay. Hit us with the color wheel. Okay. This episode's moving quickly.
1: Well, no, <laughs> I just was like, I have this color wheel because it, it. What I was gonna say is it explains. Because we talked about Newton and his color wheel, and then Harris, and then there's this other guy named Will Cox, who we'll talk about. But these people are all inventing these color wheels, and this one explains... Can you hold this one up? Yeah.
0: This thing looks pretty complicated.
1: Well, it, it's cool because it has, like, a little slidey thing.
0: Yeah. Um, it's got moving parts.
1: So, it ex- because on the... On the front of it, it's just like, okay, here's primary colors. It says that red, yellow, and blue are the basic colors and can't be made by mixing other colors. This is a lie and we'll discuss in a moment. Uh, There's secondary colors, which are orange, green, and violet, each made by mixing the primary colors, tertiary. There are six tertiary colors made by mixing one primary color and an adjacent secondary color. So according to this, that would be like, I don't know, what is it? like. Red and red-violet would be like indigo, I guess.
0: So this is funny because this color wheel is lying to you. It is. And again, reiterating, the colors are a spectrum of wavelengths, right? And so like red is at one end at like long wavelengths, which then goes into infrared and radio and microwave and stuff. And then blue is at the high end, which goes into violet, ultraviolet, and then x-rays. And so they don't overlap. There's no circle.
1: Right. Oh, okay. So there's this company called Color Mondo with a K. It's like K O L, might be O U R. Wait, I actually have it. It's they okay. say that it should be a globe. They sell color globes. It's so cool. They, um, yeah, I wish I had known about this. I think they're from Canada. There's a so. lot of
0: different representations. There's also like, there is an RGB cube.
1: Yes. Yeah, there's see? also
0: a CMYK cube.
1: Here's the color globe.
0: Oh, so they like, the third axis, it looks like, is saturation. Yes. Which is how, like, darker light the color is.
1: Yeah, it's it's a 3D glow, but simple to use and more logical than flat color charts or fans.
0: Yeah, although they're still putting the pigments into uh, a circle.
1: Into a circle instead of a spectrum. What yeah. you so, going to do? Yeah. Uh, well, awesome. th- then on the back of it, though, it explains, it explains, like... Oh, it's like if you add white to something, um, like so a tint is color plus white, a tone is color plus gray, a shade is color plus black.
0: Oh, no way. Me- I didn't know these technical terms. Yeah.
1: So people always use this. They use them all analogously. Is that the? Yeah. yeah. They say them all analog- analogously, but that's wrong. No wrong.
0: A tint is adding white.
1: Yeah, so that's why so, when you get your hair like tinted, yeah, you're like, oh, I put a tint They're in. You're
0: actually using the correct term. Yeah, yeah. So
1: a tone is is. Oh, that's funny. So tinted mm-hmm.
0: windows, misnomer. Yeah. Your windows are actually shaded.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a shade is a color plus black, and then neutral gray is a balanced combination of white and black. So U is just the name of the color. So it's just like blue, orange, green, right? Mm-hmm. Value is the lightness or darkness of the color. So there's a gray scale on here
0: nice. of like,
1: right? And then color h- is described by three characteristics. So the use the value and the intensity. Um, Yeah. And then there's also warm and cool colors. So like with painting, so I took a semi-advanced like art class. Um,
0: For this episode.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I-, I remember Yeah, like advancing colors are when you want to like make something pop. I mean, even with makeup, right? Like if I want to make, if I want to make it look like I have cheekbones, (laughs) which I tried to do, right? I'm going to put a cooler or like shadowy color Mm. under like where the shadow would be. So they'll recede. So that part will recede. And then I'll put like a warmer, like a blush, like a pink, a warm pink or like a, you know, like a red-based or yellow-based or orange-based color on top to make that part look like fluffier and plumper. Mm. So, yeah, and you do the same thing. You notice the same thing with like paintings too, or like, what do you call it? Uh, realistic paintings.
0: Yeah, so there's, you can imagine it's actually quite tough. When you when someone paints a landscape, you're, do, you're actually showing two kinds of color there. Because if you show like the sky and a, like painting a sunset, you're showing basically like what we would call additive colors—the actual like colors of light of the sunset, which is direct light—and you're showing the reflected light off of your mm-hmm. like landscape. So you kind of do your best when because you're just using pigments and like paint to do it. Um, but yeah, so often like what is a realistic landscape is you actually will purposely almost like maybe dull the landscape a bit so that like the the sunset can really pop. And look especially bright.
1: You know who's really great at that? Bob Ross? Yes! He was so good. Because I remember I used to watch him when I was little. And he taught you that trick? Well, he would always use white. Like, he would take the white. Like, after he did everything, he would put, like, highlights on everything mm-hmm. that needed to be highlighted. And, yeah.
0: The impression of, of like, yeah. Of, of, of the of light. Reflection yeah. Of light.
1: So he would put it on, like, the water or, like, the, even sometimes the tree branches if it was, like, a sunrise. And he would I remember the sound of him like stippling the white was like I was like done, super relaxed, ASMR so that extreme. is Uh
0: not to take too much of a tangent. That's a it's a good question and piece of trivia I looked up in researching this is like how are there why are black objects shiny or why can black objects be shiny, like an opal, for example, right? Or like an onyx like, like my heart? Yeah. Like why is it you
1: <laughs> not Oh
0: my god <laughs>
1: Cool. <laughs> I'm like, can we pause? I, uh,
0: I glossed over that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, if, uh, like a black mirror, right? What can be black
0: for something that is that black, black? It means it absorbs all light, right? So it's like, well, how does it have like a sheen to it? How? Uh, the answer, I mean, it's not that exciting. The answer generally is that it often has like there is some coating or coverage to it, even if it's like microscopically thin. There's something that is reflecting the light, and then the interior is black. oh And yeah, uh, by black, it like both absorbs all colors and often black materials are rough uh, so that they don't scatter light, right? The light basically like gets trapped within the material.
1: They're matte black.
0: Yeah, so matte Ugh. black is, any surface that is matte black is microscopically very rough because light that hits it directly on a very smooth surface, some will reflect back. So you need something that scatters the light within itself effectively. So like vanta black is like the blackest black that's currently out there.
1: Is this a paint?
0: Yeah. It's a okay. it's a tone of paint that's super expensive. But it is like Vanta? Start, it's startlingly startlingly black. Like there is no sheen from it. It just looks like a hole, basically. It's a black it's cool. hole. That's yeah. cool. Um and yeah, the way it works is it actually has like it's I rough. think used as like, yeah. As like, like- Like microparticles in it basically or even nanoparticles that like scatter the light in a really effective way so that it gets trapped within the the paint.
1: So you could paint like your stage, your theater that color. You don't right? That's all the gaff tape and everything. You don't want it to be shiny because you don't want people to notice that your that your shit is taped up. Yeah.
0: Although (laughs) it's so it's so dark it would scare people.
1: (laughs) They'd Uh, fall fall in. Oh no. Um but yeah, so like this whole mixing, the mixing color thing though,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So yeah, the hue, the tint. I actually noticed, I noticed this when I was painting with, with your niece. Mm-hmm. Shout out Phoebe. Shout out Phoebe. She's a big fan. She listens all the time. We mm-hmm. love her. Um, Yeah, we were mixing colors and they just ended up, and I was trying to like make, You know, trying to show her, like, color mixing. But it just ended up looking like poop.
0: So you were mixing various primary colors.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, let's make some purple. And she was like, let's make purple. Because she repeats everything. Mm Because she's paying attention.
0: Yeah, (laughs) let's make purple. Because let's make purple?
1: Yeah. And it didn't look like purple. It just looked like poop. And I was like, that's weird. But it didn't really concern me that much. But then I started researching this. And there's, like, this whole, like, Controversy, like there, and it's not—it's not a controversy. It's like just people are mad on YouTube
0: that this doesn't work.
1: They're like, "Your teachers lied to you." Like, you know, they and there's a there's a reason why you know it's not your fault. It's your teachers. Well,
0: that, yeah. So this is a great way to illustrate right additive versus subtractive color mixing. So additive, if we have blue and red light, right, which is light that is that like. 400 nanometers and light that's at 700 nanometers it equally it excites the cones of your eye in such a way that you perceive purple um whereas if you have the paints what you really have is a pigment that absorbs everything except red which it reflects and a pigment that absorbs everything except blue which it reflects and if you mix those two together you're you're only going to get basically like light that happens to like contain both blue and red somehow we
1: can show people so it's
0: going to be kind of ugly it's not actually going to give you a pure mix of blue and red guess
1: what we have paints yeah should we show them should we show people
0: oh they did lay them out in the spectrum yeah this is actually a really good way to illustrate the electromagnetic spectrum right yeah so like long wavelengths down here this is our uh are reds going down to infrared and then going up into ultraviolet. So, right, if we mix the colors of light, your brain perceives that as if it were purple. Um, but paint, red paint, Let's is actually it. only this part of the spectrum.
1: <gasps> and
0: blue paint is actually only this part of the spectrum. So if you mix those two together, you're actually gonna reject most of the Let's
1: spectrum. Let's do it. Okay, so I have yeah, I got the right here. You can... you can talk more okay. about what you know.
0: Sure. Yeah, so. So while you're doing your, uh, your mixing, um, yeah, I guess I was going to discuss, uh, oh, so the additive mixing that we, like, you're doing subtractive mixing now, mixing your paints, right?
1: Wait, so define these for the people. What's that? Additive and subtractive. So
0: subtractive is basically mixing paint, right? Like a, a color of paint, red paint, for example, is actually like... It's a goo that okay. absorbs everything from the light spectrum except for red, which it reflects. Um, so that if you mix red paint and blue paint, what you're really adding together is something that rejects everything but red and something that rejects everything but blue.
1: So you're adding you're adding together the colors. So you start with you start with black or you start with Oh, you start with white and you add so together that's why the you colors. So generally
0: paint onto a white surface okay. cuz you're basically covering up the surface. So you
1: start with white, yeah. and you... Yeah. Wait, this is subtractive?
0: Yes, this is subtractive. Okay. You, you start started, with white... You start with a bunch of light, white... And you subtract colors. the
1: light by adding colors. Yes. Okay. That's subtractive. So, so that's by putting we're
0: we're on doing. red, all you've done is... Now you've made it so only red can get through. Okay. So and now, so now we're, we're putting the blue... blue. Down, and what are we gonna get? Oh, it's were, not purple. You just got kind of a shitty, a yeah, shitty. It's,
1: it's purple-ish, but it's it's dull. And it's it's like,
0: clearly like much darker because poopy. we're rejecting a bunch of like, yeah, it's, anything that doesn't get let through by those two paints. It's
1: poopy purple. <laughs> it's that's purple. what my Crayola color would be. I guess be. you could
0: call it indigo, but no, it's not pretty. Who
1: wants to paint with that? It's gross. Okay, so now ex I- explain. Additive.
0: So the other great example for additive color would be a monitor. So if you've, I'm you, I'm sure you've, you've looked closely at, uh, well, no, your print, your CMYK.
1: Oh, oh, you're giving another example it's of the poopy there. colors. Okay.
0: No, a, another, an example of additive colors would be like a computer monitor because a computer monitor puts out light. So if you've ever looked closely at like a little, like an old television, the little pixels actually have three little lights in them that are like red, green, and blue.
1: Oh, yeah, they do. And then if you, right, I, I know when our cameras, like, fuck, when our um, security cameras fuck up,
0: uh-huh. they show
1: you, you can change, like, how much red, green, and blue. Like, okay. yeah, I've accidentally, there's, like, I've accidentally, like, moved something, and then that, like, popped up on the screen, and I was like, ah, I have to get rid of it.
0: <laughs> oh, so let you set, like, the hue, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and that's just because the way the human eye, right, since... It, it just turns out that it works this way. If you mix the frequencies of, like, red, green, and blue together, uh, it excites a human, like, your cones in such a way that you perceive it as white. Um, <laughs> cool. But there's nothing special or, like, physical there. This is only unique to humans, really, and our, like, right, trichromatic, like, color system.
1: Yes. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, so... Th- it's important to know, and I think this is really neat because the rules and laws of physics generally apply everywhere to all creatures. They're like uniform, universal. Color science and color theory and everything is really just the study of like, uh, it's like a mix of psychology and neurology because it's just unique to humans.
1: Well, they've actually tried to get monkeys. I'll talk about this. They've tried to get. There's a student who tries to get monkeys to see like colors that they should not see by rewarding them, and he's successful. Mm. um but it's like yeah who knows anyway so i'll 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 talk about that in a sec so can we talk about cmyk
0: yeah so so like printmakers basically since like uh as science got better and we got better at making pigments um a lot of artists still use like red green blue or whatever or yellow yellow blue red or whatever as their like basic pigments but uh for color printing uh, and especially when they started doing pulp novels and doing mass production of color printing the cheapest and like most effective inks they gave them the widest range of color were actually cyan yellow and maroon me. and black magenta it's magenta oh, magenta sorry you know this
1: when you like have to replace your color ink yeah that's like yeah that's me i'm the coloring but they're saying now like for kids though that kids should be taught this these as that there's like two color wheels um and they'll you'll get more vibrant colors which i'm going to show you if you Mm -hmm. if you use the cm CMYK well cmy i mean
0: so yeah so the the key there is that the reason there is a k which stands for key but it is black um is because if you if you like if you have a printer and you print in black ink Um, both then to, like, get dark colors or whatever, if you're, like, uh, if you don't have, like, a black and you you have to precisely align, like, the other three colors, you use a lot of the color inks, which generally are more expensive than black, and for text, you want a black color, because then you only have to print once and it stays sharper. So if you're always making your black by mixing together cyan, yellow, and magenta, it would, like, it would just be much harder to print, like, text.
1: So I'm trying to make purple now Mm -hmm. out of of the CMYK, so I need to do cyan and magenta, right? It's like Bizarro World.
0: Yeah, do cyan and magenta. Right? It's Bizarro
1: World, like, which one do you think is more cyan? It's like... This guy. This guy? Okay. It's like aqua and then magenta is like pink trying to be purple, so which would be this one? These two. This is, like, hot pink, though. Oh. Let's see. I feel like this is more magenta-y. I feel like these two. All
0: right, go for it. Let's see. Let's see what happens.
1: Let's see.
0: So, yeah, in the, in the age of, like, mass media, when you, where you needed good colors, too, right, you might wonder, you're like, well, how do you do white, right? If how you only have, you have CMYK, it? like, and so stippling is the answer. So if you look at comics, which are like a great example of That's, this,
1: and Bob Ross, what did I just say? Remember, I yeah. said he stippled.
0: Yeah. So it's the stippling means basically have like these using making little dots to uh, create a color or a sense of a color. So Bob Ross did it to the, get the effect of just a little bit of white, or like on his waves to get the effect of like sea foam or whatever. But. Uh, Yeah, in in comic books, if you have, like, larger dots versus smaller dots to the human eye, that will appear to be a lighter color versus a darker color.
1: Oh, yeah, and that's why when you do, like, pop art makeup or whatever, you draw, like, the white dots. And also, Pearl, uh, the drag queen, instead of drawing, like, a white line under her eyes, she does, like, tiny little white dots. Yeah. And it actually looks really cool.
0: So it's like a Lichtenstein.
1: Yeah, but you can you can barely perceive it, like, but from far away, you're like, wow, it's, like, flawless.
0: Yeah. So, like, since I made a big point out of, like, really bringing out that, like, sort of pulp sensibility and the stippling is, like, a, a big giveaway there.
1: The stippling's a big, stippling's a big giveaway, well, it's, okay.
0: Because uh, what it means is, like, it's great because it's its own, like, technical <gasps> signifier, but what it means is cheap printing.
1: So, yes, I'm making purple! This is such a pretty purple! see i love this <laughs> oh it's so cute look at it it's so Do pretty show it
0: off next to the first one yeah
1: i put the like like oh, no.
0: you actually stuck it, to, stuck it i to was like thing.
1: goodbye yeah i mean so if you were a kid right and someone or whatever your person and someone's uh-huh. like make purple like which purple would you rather yeah you know
0: so by your children cyan yellow and green
1: yeah i mean well uh magenta it's magenta Cy- magenta. magenta yeah i mean i wish like th- these magenta. colors are so much more vibrant mm-hmm. and this is like also like for makeup they like for f- for face paints or like expensive expensive makeups mm-hmm. um they always would say like only get well stupid people would say only get the primary like the 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 red the red blue and yellow yeah um with the real showgirls but makeup forever has this thing called the flash palette and it actually has there they say that you can make any color with the flash palette that you need and when i first got it i thought it was weird because it it does have like the primordial colors or whatever but it also has um the the better colors, <laughs> but it also has A four color process. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's what it's general. And I was like, "Why like, are these in process? here? Like, what can they do?" I like. It was always it always baffled me until now. I mean, I use them.
0: Or it's just called process for short.
1: Yeah. Oh, process colors. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, if you want to read more about this, in in 1987, this guy, his last name is Wilcox. I don't know his first name. Um, he wrote a book called Yellow Plus Blue Don't Make Green. And he basically was like, there's no such thing as primaries because you can, you can make red out of other colors. Um, and then it gets into a whole thing of like warm and cool colors, which is also a very neat. Which,
0: once again, to go back to the whole physics explanation, of course you can make red from other colors, right? Mm -hmm. All you have to do is see. What the when you look at red, what is the like actual like response of the like cones, the th- you know the three different kinds of cones in your eye, and then any combination of colors that create that same response will be per- perceived as red.
1: Oh, so should we talk about color blindness and color abundanceness?
0: Yeah, and we can also talk about the animals. Because what I want to get into is this is a a pretty neat thing because, yeah, is we, I guess we haven't yet done a a hearing or music episode, but humans have pretty bad senses compared to a lot of different animals. I know our brains compensate in a lot of ways, which is cool, but humans have pretty crappy eyes. Um, So, well, well, not that crappy, but they're limited it's uh but yeah that we have only three cones and lots of other animals have better eyes than we do so we'll get in that in a minute but talk about first colorblindness why do some people not see certain colors
1: because their brains don't want them to <laughs> so there's a different types of colorblindness oh by the way i should say the colorblindness is a disability and if don't make fun of people with color blindness it's not no all these like videos and podcasts they all have that in it and i'm like who's making fun of colorblind people like
0: so by the way since i am a web developer it actually is part of like the american with disabilities act like your site your website particularly government like based websites but it also is like important for all companies now has to be ada compliant which means that like for both for blind people to be able to use your site Y- your site has to be able to plug into like a text-to-speech reader. Ooh. And you need a certain contrast. And like, so you're, there are actually inspection tools that will say like, you have a light gray font on a white background. <gasps> people with how like, dare people who like are vision impaired, or if you use certain colors to illustrate things. So this was a big thing when I was in graduate school too, because my advisor was colorblind. And or
1: color, what is it, what's the PC word? Color?
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> There's
1: <laughs> one that's like, it's like color impaired, I think.
0: That just sounds worse.
1: <sighs> I know. It's obnoxious. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Anyway,
0: uh, yeah, we would make charts where we had like, you know, a red line, a green line, and a blue line. And my advisor is like, I am red, green, colorblind, and I don't know what that is. Oh, wow. So yeah, for journals too, they'll make you use little symbols to demark your lines so that colorblind people can still read your charts
1: okay so there's so, so what kinds different types so there's red green color blindness there's four different ty- four types four types of red green color blindness there's deuteran normality which is we the most common It can look
0: this way it makes green look
1: more <laughs> red then there's another kind that makes red look more green and less bright mm. and then there, and then if you have both of these you can't tell the difference between red and green so christmas just looks like Christmas is a real shit show for you. Um, then there's blue-yellow, which is less common. So it's, it's you can hard tell the difference between blue and green, and between yellow and red.
0: So is this because one of your, like, cones is just inactive or missing, or what? Or just, like, the relative intensity of your, like, cones is off?
1: Okay, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, so then there's complete color blindness, and it, yeah. and you can't see colors at all. Um.
0: So so we heard on the Radio Lab episode, ten percent of men are colorblind.
1: Yes, uh, and to some and yeah, because it's it and and then there's something called uh tetrachromacy, which is processing four independent channels instead of three. Like so, instead of the three cones.
0: Wait, that's not in humans. Yeah, it is!
1: Yes! I- oh my god, I'm obsessed with tetrachromacy. Like, I- I want to be a tetrachromat.
0: So this is people who have a fourth kind of cone.
1: Yes! It's really cool because you- okay, so apparently they thought that only women could have this. Like, women can only have it physically, Mm -hmm. but men can actually be taught to pass a tetrachromacy test. if they're like very artistic like there's no way without like you can men cannot have what's
0: the advantage of tetrachromacy what's it you're
1: cool you're awesome you can see like you can see like colors in colors it's so cool is the idea
0: that you just have better just you're able to distinguish
1: let me yeah between different color wavelengths so
0: that's what that's why i'm asking yeah
1: well you're you're getting you're getting like ahead of the game so um the 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 pigment genes are present on the X chromosome, so people with two X chromosomes could possess multiple cone cell pigments. So that's why, like women, can only like actually have this physically. Mm-hmm. But men, there's a there's a lot of different tests. But basically, what does it do? Basically, the tests are like different swatches, and to someone without tetrachromacy. The swatches all look the same, but someone with tetrachromacy, like basically, they'll send you a like a bag. Let's say a bag of like to you. Let's say you don't have tetrachromacy. It'd be like a bag of blue squares, and if you lay them out, someone with tetrachromacy would be like that one's more blue, that one's less blue, so that they one's have better
0: resolution.
1: Yeah, they'll perceive them as like you know different. I guess. I want to use the proper terminology, different values?
0: Yeah, or different hues, because they're slightly different wavelengths. Well, hues are just the name
1: of the color. So, yeah, I would say they're different. The relative lightness or darkness, yeah, the different value and intensity. Mm -hmm. So I think they would still see them as blue, but like, they'd be like, that one's a blue-green, that one's a, like, blue-red, and... The way that men can develop this is, like, if they're artists or they're, like, interior designers or... It's it's a lot with interior designers because they know, like, the where the light hits a certain wall, it will appear as a different color, like, to them. So, yeah, tetrachromacy, it would be basically, like, if you look at, you know, clouds or something, a tetrachromat would be, like, yeah, there's, like, pink and... And all these, they would be able to like break down all the different colors. Um, describing it is, I guess, a big part of it. Um, there are some cultures that don't hang on, hang on, I'm gonna finish up with this. He's got his information. There are some cultures that um if you if you bring them like a whole bunch of swatches, they don't have words for those colors. So even if you're like, okay, here's like 10 green swatches and one blue one they'll just call it all green because they don't have like a word for blue because there's no need for it to them a lot of like indigenous people they just don't have they don't have a word for blue because it's not really a color in nature
0: so the history of perceiving colors even yeah or and there is the whole there's a whole like scholarly debate on if you don't have a word for a thing does the concept exist
1: yeah you can't so a lot of people they are they're like oh yeah homer was or the people that made up Homer's works were colorblind. As,
0: as we promised, the discussion of Homer. yeah, because um, blue,
1: people love
0: to talk about blue. Homer never mentions or describes anything as what they think is blue. He uses the word for wine, so he describes it as the wine dark sea,
1: or or he calls um honey, calls honey green honey and. Sickly, like a sickly color. He calls that green. So people were like, "What the fuck?"
0: Yeah, and he also referred to the color that they're like, Ox, "We're pretty right? sure the the word he was using was not was like just dark." The sea was dark because he also described Zeus's eyebrows as <laughs> the same color. <laughs> That's
1: so funny. And he described like, his eyebrows. Pretty
0: sure he didn't have blue eyebrows.
1: Maybe he did. Maybe he was a drag queen. He was painted for the gods. Yeah,
0: like Hades in the the animated movie Hercules. Yeah, he did have blue eyebrows, but uh. Yeah, so they they've tried to theorize or like figure out, right? Is that like did the did the Greeks just not distinguish between blue and green, or what was going on there?
1: Well, that's what our our most hated um, Malcolm Gladwell dude thinks. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think all Greek people were colorblind, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know that people dumb. believe that, we but, hate um, him. but there sucks. is a I forget. name of the scholar but it was like i think the 80s was published and this theory has been refined even more since then but his idea was that uh cultures develop an understanding of colors actually that evolves over time and so the most primitive cultures start out with just an understanding of warm colors and like cool colors or like light colors and dark colors Mm. i think it's just light and dark at first and then they develop words Yeah, they've they've tried to study this by going to like you know Amazonian tribes and and figuring out what colors they like.
1: They like. They're like, "What's your favorite color, bitch?" (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, Or
0: or like yeah, reading like medieval writings or ancient writings and being like, "What colors did they have? What what, what were they?" But
1: what what if well, so there was some dude who figured out that like all, like red is the first color that people develop a word for, and then right, it's
0: yeah. But that's, that's, what I, that's what i'm
1: talking about yeah but that's because those are like earthen colors because like the the earth the earth welcome to earth it's like red and it's like ochre and like you know sienna and shit like that and then like yeah there's the more then there's like the the when you become an agriculture an agriculturist you develop words for green and um yeah and you don't really need blue which is why a lot of cultures don't have c- words for blue they just but they see it on a spectrum they so just see it as a shade of green yeah exactly Shades so if you ha- green. Yeah, yeah so if you had blue eyes they would just be like oh yeah you have like you have green or purple eyes yeah,
0: darkish green eyes yeah green does make sense so, by the way green is the like it is the sort of like peak perception of human vision that is the oh. color we see best and brightest
1: Oh, wow! Oh yeah, it's the middle.
0: It is, yeah, more or less the middle of, like, the visible spectrum. Yeah. Um, And we also do have one of our cones is, like, centered right on green. Green. But since it's in the middle, it picks up the other two cones also hit it, too. So, like, we see green really well.
1: You know that green is the only color you, well, green and, yeah, green is the only color you can't remove for tattoos. Because there's no laser that will, like, wavelength it. Yeah, so like red and then like dark purples and stuff. Like those are the easy well, black is the easiest. White you can't remove either because it just reflects all light, so it'll burn the shit out of you if you try and remove it. But um there's specific wavelengths for the for like the red and for like the the darker like indigo violet kind of colors and and then the blues, you know. But the closer you get to green the harder it is cuz I I, w- I used to remove tattoos, <laughs> and um, the I would hit if someone had green, I would hit it with both lasers, and it would like kind of be okay, but like it wouldn't like red, it would be gone if you hit it with like the five thirty six laser, and then the other one was ten sixty four for the darker stuff. I'm
0: guessing there's like a more complicated reasoning there because like you're trying to when you hit it with lasers to break down the pigment molecules so your body will like reabsorb it or whatever. So like it's probably more, more is even going on than just the like absorption ability.
1: I think maybe if you did a laser that was like right in the middle of those, either you can't mean, save, save for safe. There certainly are.
0: There are definitely green lasers, right? That's like, no, but
1: these aren't the like, like red of, like, or green it. lasers. They're lasers that emit a frequency that 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 pigment will absorb and then will in turn, yes, like that will break, break it down. Up. That and thing. so it might be that if you did it in the middle, it would also. Uh, do hyperpigmentation to your skin.
0: Yeah, you don't want to burn people. Yeah.
1: So, but anyway, but yeah, the interesting. Oh, thing so about do you want
0: to? Yes, catch up hand, on the Panto? Oh, we
1: real quick about color blindness about my friend who's color who has like grayscale colorblind. Mm-hmm. Just really quick. So yeah, my friend Robbie. He's a he's like a really great trainer, personal trainer, and. He would always, I would always be like, because I love colors and like, I would be like, wow, look at that, look at that. And he would always go, I have to take your word for it. And I I didn't like get it. And then he's like, yeah, I really can't see like any color. I just see like light and shadow. And he said that that made him a really good trainer because he wasn't distracted. He would just see like the silhouette and he would see the light reflecting off of people's eyes. So he knew where they were looking. Mm. Um, but I, I remember, yeah, he said that he discovered it because he was in the car with his grandmother when he was, like, younger. And he f- he thought that she was going to go through, like, a stoplight. So he, like, freaked out. And he was, like, "Stop driving the car. And because and he, yeah, he just saw, like, uh, I think they were in Florida where the stoplights are, like, horizontal and not vertical.
0: Yeah, because, you know, right, stoplights are designed so that colorblind people can see them. Yeah right because like red is always at the top green's always at the bottom and then i don't know horizontal stoplights i think red's at the left
1: yeah but i guess he didn't know that and and he like freaked out and they were like wait what's up with this kid oh and he couldn't so the difference. yeah then they tested him and yeah but he he always would say that like it made him a better trainer Is hmm. he was like you get distracted by color especially like he did specialize with CrossFit, where people had really bright colors, and he was like, It's so distracting. Oh,
0: because the irony is that, like, we're all, like, relatively, like, not great at seeing colors. It's more just your brain, like, interprets and, like, fills in a bunch of stuff for you anyway. Do you
1: think you could teach someone who's colorblind? Like, do you think you could teach them how to see color, or no?
0: No, because I don't, I think it's like an actual, either there's, like, an issue with their actual cones. Or the way their cones connect to the optic nerve. Um, which is really cool, by the way, right? You know you, when you see pictures of, like, the brain, and, like, often they'll show the eyes attached? is because that actually oh, is, yeah. like, it is an extension of your brain. Is I your was eyes, like, who's looking
1: is, at like, pictures really, of the brain?
0: When you see, like, the nervous system diagrams that, like, the bodies oh, yeah. exhibit or whatever, is that, I look like, at those all the time. The, uh, the eye connects directly to the brain.
1: Oh, yeah, it looks so freaky. It always, the, the, the skeleton creature is always like, ah! Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's scary. I'm um, scared of that. So your
0: Pantone like colors of the year. Please you do You were correct. 2020 was classic blue. 2021, there are two. There is ultimate gray and illuminating.
1: Which is yellow. Which is just yellow. Yellow. Do you know that they came up with... So they're also... Like, they're criticized. Pantone is criticized for, like, being, uh, you know, a big like uh, capitalism they're capitalizing on art and color but i think they're super cool because they 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 were like a printing company and they wanted to
0: so they've, they've purposely tried to do more like natural colors lately so they did in 2017 they did greenery to like raise awareness i guess about rainforests and then in 2019 they did living coral Oh, remind they were everyone like, that we're game. like killing all well, when we're killing all the coral with global warming that would oh, be s- fun. oh hey we're talking
1: about colors we're just giving some history and then we'll we'll pop some guests in. um so we
0: got i think we got like five more minutes of topics and then darren if you if you want to stick around yeah chat chat with you yeah but he is you, an artist
1: yes so. okay we do want to know color facts
0: so it's your colors of the year
1: um so Pantone, they came up with Tiffany Blue. They have, you know, they worked with like Tiffany's to come up with the 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 kind of blue Robin's egg blue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Kitschie. <laughs> Shout out <Kitchi. laughs> Yes. I think her call. Her
0: name.
1: Yes. So she actually is, she's colorblind, but she is the most colorful person that I know. <laughs> um she makes up for it with her personality
0: yeah in 2018 they had a color called ultraviolet which infuriatingly is not ultraviolet
1: <laughs> yeah because it's, it's it's purple. just a
0: dark violet it's a dark oh, with purple the tiffany's
1: yeah. blue they're all cor- correlated with a number so mm-hmm. like if you if you're like i want this Pantone number and then y- let's say you're getting one thing printed in california and one in new york you can be like you can have it be the same you know
0: yeah this is the coordinate system. so the tiffany's
1: colors. whatever their tiffany blue number is it's um at the end of it it's like the year that tiffany's was founded which i think is really cute and then they also worked rolling, with rolling my eyes but they worked with pixar listening. to come up with Minion care. with minion yellow yeah okay i think that's cute all
0: right you've fallen fall, fallen for okay. their corporate greenwashing
1: and also mm-hmm. so, uh they worked with Sephora to come up with a line of lip lipsticks yeah. and stuff.
0: Okay, that's enough.
1: So should we talk about the ma- talk well, about us, the mantis we don't have to do shrimp? You want to talk about animals seeing color? And then we can talk about color in advertising. Okay. So the mantis shrimp.
0: So you're saying there's a lot of animals out there that have more cones than humans do. They can see more colors than we can. They can see other parts of the spectrum that humans <laughs> can't. So birds have four four cones. Uh, various insects Crows. do. yeah so they can they can either see butterflies in some cases more colors butterflies I think have six cones there's so a lot of cases they can see the edges of like the ultraviolet spectrum or they can see like deeper into infrared um, and then yeah what's ironic is that's the uh, that's the the vertebrates but the mantis shrimp, which probably lots of people have heard about, because it's a very cool animal and they're very trendy right now, has 16, arguably 12 or 16, uh, cones for perceiving color in its eyes. And its eyes are the most advanced eyes of any animal on the planet. So they can move independently, rotate like a full like 180 degrees. Um, Instead of like one optic nerve connecting the brain, it has two separate channels of information. And the eye itself has three parts, and so there's a middle (laughs) band in the eye
1: uh, uh, that just contains a ton of cones
0: to see colors.
1: I'm going to pull up like a bigger.
0: So they can see uh, from the deep infrared up to the ultraviolet. Um, So the human vision of our red goes down about 400 nanometer wavelength and then go down to 300 nanometer.
1: Yeah, I have some pictures. Oh, my God, they're so beautiful. They're so fabulous. They're
0: absolutely gorgeous animals, too, because they, like, I guess, you know, they can appreciate those colors.
1: Isn't it? But they can't, actually. Maybe that's why
0: they evolve such good eyes, because they're so beautiful. Uh, They
1: just punch people, apparently. They're also the
0: only animal they can see polarized light, so they can tell if light is, like, sort of horizontally or vertically polarized, which makes sense, because they live, Shallow water, but they can also, and they're not even sure why, see circularly polarized light, which no other animal can even do.
1: Wait, I'm just trying to get okay. Can you get some yeah, pictures to show. I'm just trying to okay. I oh, know it keeps just, clicking on them. I just want to zoom in now. I know how the mantis okay. Here's a funny one of like its eyes, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, not false colors. They look that It's crazy. so
1: beautiful. They're like, huh? But they just punch, apparently they just punch other fish in the face.
0: So they can snap their claws. Um, I think they can also generate like the most amount of force per weight of any animal with their claws. So they can break, they can break out of aquariums. Their like claws are so strong. They're just like six inches long. These little Yeah. Things.
1: Here they go. They're so beautiful. I want one, but not really, because they're gonna like punch through. So they can,
0: uh, yeah, they they can. Their claws click so fast. Ah, uh, you know. It's good. They can create. They're called cavitation bubbles, and actually, like stun fish.
1: They, yeah, on Radiolab, they had one. And they went to go see it, and they and they said it like punched this fish until it died, and then it furiously started rubbing its eyes, <laughs> yeah. which I think is so funny. It was like cleaning. Yo, its eyes look like. I don't know. They look she a little bit
0: like googly eyes because they're off center and they can yeah. move around.
1: But oh yeah, so oh no, oh no. There's a picture of like it looks like a cooked mantis shrimp. Oh. People eat them.
0: People do eat them. Yeah. Ew. They're uh they I mean people How sh- you They're do just that? a kind of shrimp.
1: Do you think you'd be allergic to um There's a
0: also what you're seeing, those are called uh peacock mantis shrimp, which are like the really most colorful ones, but there's a lot of like boring ass mantis shrimp out there. Um, oh, and so like yeah, I think it's like in the Philippines or like Indonesia, like it's pretty popular. People just steam them, and they're like they're like shrimp.
1: Yeah, um, six species of mantis shrimp have been reported to detect circularly polarized light.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, but they said that their brains are like too dumb to to like to enjoy it, I guess, and so they. Um. During their mating rituals, they use fluorescence so they can, like, females are only fertile during certain phases of this during certain phases of the tidal cycle. And the ability to perceive the phase of the moon sounds
0: like some burners
1: may help to prevent wasted mating efforts. That's so cool. Yeah, that does sound like a burner. Using
0: fluorescence to attract the mate
1: (laughs) and. And like, because the women are only fertile because they, so they know when the moon is full, Mm -hmm. when they can like impregnate their bitch. I love that. Yeah. It gives the shrimp information about the size of the tide, which is important to them living in shallow water.
0: Yeah. And they are like, they're super territorial. They fight a lot. So this will go, this goes back to our, almost our dinosaurs episode and talking about evolution is that generally species that have a lot of evolutionary pressure and that fight a lot. Uh, develop faster and become more specialized for a given like niche, like ecological niche. So that might be why the managed shrimp has such great eyes is that they're constantly fighting each other. So they have to like get good to survive.
1: Yeah and they oh they also it might help them see coral, like the, the uh, ability to see all the colors.
0: Yeah, however they don't actually have great color resolution so unlike the, the human tetrachromats who can, like, d- easily distinguish the very, like, slightly different blues, uh, the mantis shrimp would be terrible at that game because they can like, yeah, they can barely tell, like, yellow from red or, like, yellow from green. which are, So their human resolution is about, the best is about two nanometers of wavelength, we can tell is a different hue, and probably the tetrachromats are even better. Uh, The Managed Shrimp is like 25, so they're like 10 times worse at seeing color distinctions. Wow. right. Oh yeah, so... That's all my knowledge of color. What else do you want to talk about?
1: Um, so color... like color emotions and marketing?
0: Oh. Yeah. Tell us about it. Applied color theory.
1: Yeah. So, it says, can you... can you recognize the online brands just based on color? So they show you, like, orange, for example, expresses, like, opt- clarity and warmth. So um, Best Buy, uh, McDonald's, Subway, Shell, Nikon, those are, like, it's it's optimism. So that's, like, the main thing portrayed.
0: To, to be clear, it's, like, it's not clear like why any of these brands have a given color. Why is Hertz car rental optimism? Or Best Buy.
1: Well, also, I mean, I heard that McDonald's, it it has, a, it makes you feel urgent so that you, like, go in and you leave because, like, red and yellow. I've Tina, heard that
0: about the Subway.
1: Teen, Tina Barner's colors.
0: I've heard that about Subway. Is that, like, the reason it's all yeah yellow seats so that you won't stick around for a long time
1: yeah and they're like uncomfortable i don't know if i buy that friend or- i i just think it's fun no i just think it's funny that's why i pulled this up because oh. people that are like know, that are like oh you're what you say like about your brand like it, that's why that's why our our brand is black and white yeah because we don't fuck with color well, yeah, but with value
0: so red is excitement and bold but it's like target real that target means excitement
1: well i mean yeah oh, it, it actually target always makes me feel like um i have uh lyme disease yeah. i don't like it
0: kellogg's yeah nothing coca-cola <laughs> these are these are like boring brands i love uh-huh. how
1: friendly cheerful and confidence is orange and there's hooters yes
0: yeah. well i buy that fanta
1: stars crush uh, Nickelodeon. See,
0: also, it's very silly they list Fanta and Crush because, like, those are orange-flavored drinks. Of course they're orange-colored.
1: So creative... What is it? All right. Creative and wise is, like, purple.
0: Yeah. Um. I just...
1: Yahoo. <laughs> I know! That's why I'm... It's for humor. Just laugh about it. Make like jokes how,
0: about I it. I like how Taco Bell is in there, too. Taco Bell's like, we need people to think, like, we're wise. Yeah. How can we
1: how could oh because they're purple uh blue a lot of brands are blue because that's like a very depending dependable twitter tweet tweet what
0: up it is funny that there is a distinctive blue that like facebook and twitter like have oreo
1: walmart so basically, if you're like a uh, an evil corporation, you're going to be blue. That's basically what they're saying.
0: Except the Amazon is orange.
1: Oh, they're trying to trick you. <laughs> they're the opposite of blue. They're like, ooh, trick.
0: I think these are all just like. Peace.
1: I, they are all bullshit. That's why we're reading it, because it's funny, and the people want to laugh in these troubled times.
0: I like how they said Tropicana is green. It's like only in the context that they slap it on a big orange bottle. Yeah. It just looks like an orange stem, you know?
1: Oh, so I guess if we're black and white, we're balanced and calm.
0: Nice. We're like the New York Times. The yin and yang.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: And Puma.
1: Oh, yeah. And then being completely conscious about what color triggers us to think in which way isn't always obvious. The logo company has come up with an amazing breakdown of which colors are best for which companies and why. Here's four great examples. So, okay, we have black. Right, so the qualities are uh, credible, strength, powerful, precise, professional, direct, and accuracy. And it's best for construction, corporations, corporate oil, financial, fashion, manufacturing, cosmetics, mining, marketing, I and tradesmen. fashion
0: Because you know black yeah. is always fashionable, but yeah, I, and like blue is used in a lot of tech stuff. But but yeah, yeah. other than that,
1: meh yellow makes you feel youthful
0: i do i do like the idea that brands are almost projecting what they wish they could be that's why they pick a color so amazon is like we're friendly we just we just break up unions and like won't let people take bathroom breaks but our logo's orange
1: oh black is luxury used to market luxury products pink is romantic and feminine Used to market to women and young girls. Women's
0: stuff is all pink. That is true. I love pink.
1: But you know why? Because pink isn't a real... It's not in a spectrum and it's imagination. And I have the best imagination. Okay. It's a pigment of my imagination.
0: That is funny that it's... Yeah, pink for like baby girls and blue for boys. But it
1: used to be the other way, actually. I, I forget why it changed, but... Blue was seen to... Because it's like a receding color. It used to be like more for women. Like in the like recent past <laughs> they're like you can look at like victorian babies and they're like the boys are like in pink
0: really yeah When did it
1: switch uh you give a factoid i'll look that
0: up okay <laughs> maybe because of gender reveal parties oh uh, one more final factoid that i forgot to mention earlier um so if, a if white reflects all colors all colors of light that we can see thus it being white but mirrors also reflect all colors we can see. What's the difference?
1: Oh, white doesn't really exist? No, it does. Oh, okay.
0: White reflects scattered light is the difference. Whereas a mirror oh. uh or a mirrored object reflects light coherently. It doesn't scatter it. So that's why you see a reflection. The, all the light beams stay in the same line. That they hit the mirror, they come out the same. So oh, you see a reflection. But you can actually make a mirror if you get a white object, which reflects all frequencies of light or all visible frequencies, and polish it and make it smooth so it doesn't scatter the light, it will become a mirror.
1: Wait, can I see myself in it?
0: Yeah. Eventually. Okay. I mean,
1: I'm gonna be polishing a piece of paper for a really long time.
0: So it's kind of too like what the what's the difference between white and silver? Right, and it's it's really oh, yeah. just a question of exactly how reflective the thing is. That's interesting. Because a mirror is just a silvered surface that you put glass over to make it smooth. Interesting. Uh, or it's like you take a piece of glass and silver the back of it. That's a mirror. Um, mm. So it's just like smooth silver color, but it reflects all colors.
1: That's really interesting.
0: There you go.
1: What's your favorite I'm color?
0: Um, I like a I like a a blue.
1: A blue. Uh, Like a royal royal blue.
0: royal blue.
1: Like on your arena, but like this kind of blue right here.
0: Yeah, That's a
1: good guy. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I really like pink. But I think my, like, personal color that looks best on me is, like, oranges and yellows. Which is a whole other thing. And I think... I do think blue looks really good on you. Because you're, like, a cooler skin tone. Which... Yeah, it's just, there's a whole thing of, like, what temperature your skin tone is. And it used to drive me crazy in makeup school. It's very confusing. Um, but it's basically just, like, does your skin have what what undertone? Like, does it have more yellows in it? You have a lot of pink in your skin, but you have, like, a cool pink in your skin, which is why I think blue looks really good on you.
0: I don't know what a cool pink is.
1: It's, like, an icy pink. Actually, I think... That's not,
0: okay. So like,
1: this would be, I mean, I have this, the bunch of paints, this would be like more of a cool pink. It would be a pink that has... Sort of a peach color, kind of looks well, like my skin tone. Yes, You're, I'm a peach. Nice. I'm, I'm peachy. I'm like a very orangey, yellowy person. You're a very pinky, pinky person. <laughs> you're a pink, pink person. Um... But the reason why it would drive me crazy is because there's olive skin toned and...
0: Yeah, and those people don't look like olives at all.
1: (laughs) That would would be like a Mediterranean person, right? And I would be like, (laughs) I would be like, is that a warm or a cool? And the thing is, they can be either because it depends if they're like a warm green or a cool green.
0: But people who are olive skin toned are actually just kind of tan, right? But it's it, sort of a, a tan color. The
1: best way you can think of this is like if you go and paint on your computer, right? Mm-hmm. You let's say you you take a picture of your skin, like your your face, and then go
0: pick the color that matches. And your then face. you try
1: and make it by by like adding and subtracting colors and paint. You can see what it's made up of. Sure. And so the like the Mediterranean, that sort of like tannish color, it does the undertone
0: is is an olive green is
1: is a green yeah
0: i think they just get called olive green because or olive because olives grow in the mediterranean
1: that actually is a theory that i think that is like it actually is sort of a a misnomer
0: a misnomer just shorthand you know know, they're complexion of people from where they grow the olives an um, olive
1: complexion
0: you (laughs) know but like a like a corn
1: fed Complex. you can also tell what your color is like what color looks the best on you 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 just get a bunch of swatches and you hold it up to your mouth and you see which colors make your skin look more vibrant and which ones make your teeth look whiter Mm -hmm. so if you're a warm undertoned person and you hold a cool color up to your teeth it will actually make them look yellower if you're a cool undertone person and you hold a warm color up to your teeth.
0: This is because you're contrasting your teeth with your skin color with the color of the swatch.
1: I'm not sure why, but it's it's actually what helped me. I
0: thought you were going to say get a bunch of swatches and then get 10 of your friends and they will just tell you which ones look bad on you.
1: That's another way to do it. And you should be standing like natural light as well by, by a window, which is like, as we all know, that's like the most uglifying light ever. You, yeah, why would you do that if you're going to be in the club? True. Well, but if it's dark, mm-hmm. then do you, do, that's what, that's what Berghain thinks. They're like, if it's dark, color doesn't exist. Well,
0: they're like, you don't even need a mirror. <laughs>
1: yeah, I hate them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really know. When I was younger, my favorite color was purple. Cool.
0: It's cool royal color.
1: Yeah, that's what, when I went to Blockbuster, um,
0: he rented the color purple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they did like an interview with me where they tried to get me to say like where I lived and stuff like that. Mm. Um, in case I got kidnapped. I guess they were making these free videos for like infant children. Mm. And I gave them all bullshit answers. And I was like, I live on Mars and I go to school on Jupiter. And But I do remember they were like, what's your favorite color? And I was wearing all purple. And I was like, purple. And the guy was like, color royalty, good choice. And I like... Legit, like rolled my eyes at the guy. I was like, whatever. We'll have to find that video. Like, I think my mom still has it. Nice. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, I like iridescence. That's my favorite color.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, we didn't even get into the science of iridescence, <gasps> but there's a science. I mean, I would guess it's just by having different like layers of reflective stuff in your material. You can it reflects light in a pleasing way.
1: Yeah, You're, I sometimes just Google iridescent, like I just Google it to look at the pictures because it's so pretty and nice. I love it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's probably my favorite, like, thing to look at.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I've got one other, I guess, piece of trivia, or we could just we could just call it. So give know, your trivia. Yes, are still around. Um, it's about lasers. Okay. So, so cool thing about laser, right? We've talked all this time about light. Right. But like the sources of light that we know of are like the sun, which has like its own certain spectrum of light that it gives out. So, right. Obviously, the sun also contains infrared. It contains UV light, which can give you a sunburn. Um, So like the sun covers a very broad spectrum of of electromagnetic radiation it puts out. Um, And like a light bulb that you have in your house puts out like it looks like white because it's putting out a a whole different range of uh, wavelengths i.e. frequencies of like electromagnetic radiation to light up your home. And when you talk about a cool light versus a warm light, right, obviously it's like a light that has more blue in the spectrum is cool and a warm light has more red.
1: Like we're putting on ourselves right now. Exactly.
0: We tend to put warmer lights on ourselves. We could Um, change it to show people. Which means it has more long wavelength electromagnetic radiation coming out of the light. Um, But so... uh, With a laser, a laser puts out only a single frequency of light. And it's designed, uh, this goes into like the specific design of how a laser works, is that it will put out exactly one specific wavelength of light. So you were saying, you were referring to a laser earlier to remove tattoos. Yeah. And what was it called? Like one of them was?
1: Well, it's the NDAG, which is like refers to the crystal inside of it. Yeah. And... um,
0: it's a yttrium, probably aluminum, gallium, or something yeah. crystal. Yeah, it used
1: to be called the ruby, but that would burn you sometimes, so mm-hmm. we don't use those anymore. And
0: what wavelength light did it put? Out? So
1: five thirty six removed red pigments.
0: So when you say five thirty six, what you're specifically referring to was five hundred thirty six nanometers.
1: Yes, that's what it would say. And
0: that is the exact, if electromagnetic frequency is a wave, like basically moving through space or whatever, like that is the exact, like it is a little sine wave of electromagnetic field, hard thing to visualize, but that's the only frequency it puts out. So that's why a laser is just red. Yes, it's just green.
1: And then 10, 1064, which is like double that, right? Mm-hmm. That would be like the other end. That is also the one that removes hair because that's like dark, dark, because it's like dark dark um, hair has like a bluish undertone a shadowy undertone to it so it also works but it's different rays like for a tattoo it's like scattered rays so it's like a bowling ball that breaks up the pigment and then like for hair removal it's like a direct ray so it's like a gun Mm -hmm. that just like zaps the follicle
0: yeah so uh like other neat things about having a very being able to make a specific wavelength and this is neat because I always love when people are like, "Man can create nothing that is not found in nature." It's like this doesn't exist. Like only humans can like have invented yeah. a machine that will make a single wavelength of light. Um, is that like in addition to being able to send a light beam like super far and like focused when you have a laser? Um, there's other advantages. So when the reason like you are old enough to remember the development of like CDs to then having like DVDs. I mean, I'm not- to then Blu-ray. Maybe you weren't around. But Blu-ray beca- was like the last before everybody downloaded everything. It was all streaming. I don't know what that <laughs> is. Blu-ray was a way that you could have discs of like high def Okay, I'll
1: take movies. your word for
0: it. So Blu-ray didn't get popular or develop until they came up with Blue Lasers, which are a relatively oh. recent invention. Blue Lasers are only like 15 years old or so.
1: Yeah, just like me.
0: <laughs> Much like you. So, uh, yeah, the, the development uh, of like lasers just happened over the last like 40 50 years or whatever and it's like a very cool semiconductor physics like development um but yeah that's how we can make our own super pure uh colors of light
1: that's so cool
0: Mm -hmm. yeah don't shine in your eye because it has super high intensity don't do that also never look at the sun directly
1: who does that trump did <laughs> in your class, oh yeah or... that's true
0: um anyway yeah that's, uh, i guess that's our safety warnings at the end of the episode and don't
1: make fun of colorblind people to disability yeah um oh yeah so well, let's update the people the children with like where they can find us in like the real world because usually we'd be like oh yeah we have like a rave this weekend and we like have things going on that you can come see us at so i will be at the slipper room on Friday and Sunday. And Dr. Wires will-
0: er, Do you want to throw in the dates, I suppose?
1: 6-4 and 6-6. Nice. Um, And Dr. Wires will be there on 6-6 as well at slipper room. So if you want to see light, if you want to see the master of lights- I will
0: be mixing some lights. I'll be doing some primary color- like lighting,
1: and I'm gonna try and wear some cool colors too there, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll be doing aerial stuff.
0: Yeah,
1: and he'll be doing lighting, so you can come there. You can if you if you want to laugh before that. um <laughs> I a- was gonna make some sort of like if you're if you're on the spectrum, but you still feel like laughing. <laughs> you can come to comedy at Secret Loft on six <laughs> four. See, he's like he gets it. That's
0: t- a terrible joke
1: um if you want to come to comedy at secret uh lot that's on six four and you can actually do both you can six four at 8
0: p.m you come to comedy Comedy. you can then go to the midnight show at the slipper Slipper room Room. uh and then you can come see us on sunday at the slipper room at uh at the nine o'clock show yeah and then we'll be back for question block on wednesday 8 p.m next week
1: yeah i think it's fantasy right Mm -hmm. fantasy creatures mystical creatures and we're gonna do a really special kids (laughs) Brave <laughs> mini rave review. review on, Saturday afternoon. On, on Saturday afternoon next week. So yeah, our stuff is gonna be a little bit more IRL. Um, but we're still gonna do question block because we love it. And then it's we might as well announce,
0: day. speaking of colorful <gasps> events, at the end of the month, we'll be doing a, an in-person party here at Secret Loft.
1: Pride. So
0: that's on Saturday six twenty sixty six. So that buy tickets are online. Go to like uh secretloftnyc.com. You can see the calendar. You can click on stuff to buy yeah. tickets on Eventbrite.
1: You will have like, we will be wearing our most like colorful, crazy stuff, and just having having the the gagatrandra of all having the
0: gayest old time
1: of all twirls. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, and if you want to suggest a topic, you can just contact us, and we might do it because we come up with these on the fly. All right. <laughs>
0: I'm going to play us out with the color song.
1: Yay! Oh, yeah. You should have You want some paints? Yeah. You can get the skin tone. This is the skin tone, except
0: the. Oh, these are the babies.
1: Oh yeah, they're the babies.